Welcome to the 30th episode. You heard that right. 30th episode of Justifying the F Word. And that is the 30th episode of talking about living your best life. In your 40s and 50s. Yeah. 40s and 50s being your F Word years. I feel like we have... 30th episode, 40s and 50s. Yeah, we're not quite to our 40th and 50th episode. Yeah, yeah, but that will be, that'll be, I mean, monumental. We are climbing the rung. Yes. We are climbing the rung and we, we mentioned it slightly in last week's episode, but we are in the absolute throes of the end of the school year. It is. Yeah. It's like mile, like 24 of a marathon. Yeah. First off, happy Mother's Day, Megan. Well, thank you. Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. I feel like I had a, I had a pretty pivotal part. It's just so much. (laughs) Making you a Doing your favorite thing (laughs) you love to do. Well, I mean, you know. Yes. Yeah. I just want to say that I, I did my part. Yeah, I sure did. (laughs) Yeah. Truly inspired. (laughs) Anyway, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Mazel tov. Yeah, we all hope uh, all you ladies out there had a fantastic Mother's Day and were spoiled. As we talked about before, our whole goal is to be consistent. And uh, we were like, man, we've got to get this episode done because tomorrow is absolutely crazy. Again. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's just straight on. But um. Yeah, so Mother's Day, it was a great day. Got up, went for a jog. Yeah, a, a, a jog. Yeah. yeah, went for a run and came back. No, and, no, no, no. We did uh, deliver keys. Oh, yeah. Uh, there was an emergency at work, but that that's not here or there. No. Not here or there. And um, yeah, kids made awesome cards and pictures. And um, yeah, I mean, I told Quinn, I was like, I want a new pair of running shoes, but he did surprise me. Yeah. You want to, you want to tell our yes. audience what you got? So I am a huge fan of the series Friday Night Lights. I may or may not have watched it through in its completeness twice. And I mean, after today, I might go back. But anyway, Quinn was like, Hey, I got this little, little present. So a little something, something. Yeah. So if you, I've never seen the movie. I'm talking the TV series. Anyway, he got me a Dylan Panthers number 33 Timmy Riggins t-shirt. Yes. And I know a lot of you are like, if you've never seen it, you don't know. But if moms know, they're like, they're swooning (laughs) right now. It's like you're wearing his... uh it's like he liked it's like Tim Riggins likes you enough no, that he, Timmy, 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 Tim. that he uh <laughs> he lets you borrow one of his shirts. Yeah. Yeah, clear eyes, full heart. He, he left it at the room when he was leaving. Can't lose. Cuz yeah. I'm pretty sure Tim Riggins is on Megan's hall pass list. Yeah, but anyway, Cause so Cuz funny I don't have one, it's just Megan, but that's okay. Yeah, that's anyway, right. Yeah. Anyway, so I'm going to be sporting my Dylan Panther shirt and either people are going to get it. Or if they don't, I don't care. But it's one of those that I'm going to be representing Timmy Reagans. Well, good on you. Yeah. Well, I had a good little week. Um, we had our grand opening of our Burley, Idaho branch. So I was up in Burley. And sweet, th- sweet Burley. And then in Blackfoot, it was kind of a... Mm, uh, Blackfoot, yeah. Idaho. Yeah, the, be- the bees. I got the bees covered. So it was good. It was, uh, it was a quick week, but we made good work of it. So quite a, quite a bit of fun, but it was only a two... It was a quick two days yeah. for sure. Yeah, amongst like I said, I I 
I feel like we are not alone in this, that it is the end of the school year and it is just insanity. So we, um, Quinn and I were like, we are going to dinner. Yeah. Like we've talked about marriage insurance. It's critical that you try and do, if you can, a date night weekly, even if it's just driving down and grabbing a soda or coffee or whatever. Like, And I feel like our kids were very adamant about trying to make this not happen. (laughs) And we were like, we are going to dinner. We're going to be gone for probably an hour and a half, maybe two hours. You know, we went to the grocery store after it was hot. Yeah. That was, that was, that was pretty hot. That was hot. We got stuff for mother's day dinner. It was was, super awesome. It was amazing. Yeah. But no, I mean, honestly, I think that's one of those things that in life, um, like we've talked about before, if you don't plan it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. We're, we're trying to lay out our summer and same deal. If you don't plan it, it just does not happen. Yeah. Finish lines. So why don't you talk about uh, our little expose yesterday? Yeah. So really cool. Um, They had in Salt Lake City, they brought in an interactive exhibit. So it was Michelangelo's Sistine Chapel. And we had talked about in, in past episodes kind of, I think it was... I don't know. Was it last week? I don't know. They all blur in. But um, anyway, we talked about kind of embracing each of your kids' interests in that. And um, our oldest loves art. Like it is, she's fascinated. She loves to study it. She loves to draw. That's like, literally we're at the end of the school year and she is like, I don't want to do my, I just want to hit summer so I can draw all day. But um, anyway, so Saturday we went down to, the exhibit and it was it's cool because it, it broke down and um because each individual panel yeah Sistine yeah so you were able to i mean it's a picture of it but able to see it up close and then kind of learn about the, like all the history and the why and all of that so it was a really cool experience yeah it was super awesome the <laughs> the thing about a lot of it, wieners a lot, lot of wieners, wieners. yeah yeah yeah. It's a good thing Logan didn't go. Yeah. Like our, we mentioned in a past episode, we took him to a museum and it had a Greek statue section, Greek and Roman. And he was like, he wouldn't even go no. in. I said, what's the matter, buddy? He's like, there's junk everywhere. And I don't even like looking at my own. I don't want to <laughs> go in and see a bunch of wieners. I don't like looking at junk, dad. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> yeah, he did not go. But. So at the exhibit, it was pretty cool. It was interactive. It had this, uh, little deal that you scanned and then had a small, and then small the, speaker a group of it. people that wanted to stand in front yeah. of us yeah, on some, every picture. There were some people that were very socially like unaware. Quinn turned to me. He's like, I cannot shake these people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the little speaker, you scan it and then you hold it up next to your ear and it gives you an explanation. It's real quiet. So other people can't hear, but I had done, um, I am trying to get bikini ready. And so I've been going to spin class every Saturday morning to get a little bit more cardio in. Because you're up in the club. Yeah. Working on your faces. I feel vicious. <laughs> so uh, I did Show that. Show me what you got. I'm delicious. <laughs> so I decided I, I did that and I promised my daughter because uh, my oldest, because Megan had the work that I'd take her to yoga. And we did our vinyasa flows were going off the charts and we did so many plank ish downward dogish type movements that movements that my arms were trash between that and uh, oh yeah you he looked at me halfway through the exhibit he's like i can't hold the thing up to my <laughs> I, ear anymore I was like holding it up there and my arms all quivering i'm like i can't 
do this. Yeah. <laughs> well, why don't before we jump into the episode, why don't you give us your shingles update? Oh, shingles. Yeah. So I talked about it last week about how, you know, like, yeah, getting back to exercising from taking a sabbatical. You for shocked six your system. Yeah. So anyway, um, I am here to report feeling great. Had a great week back working and out. And you so. are shingle free. Shingles free. I feel great. And guys, um, I feel like Stella is slightly getting her groove back, but yeah, it was one of those. My body was like, what are we doing? <laughs> I am not okay with this. One of the benefits of, uh, <laughs> I love that you're getting so no, much amusement. I'm the one who, who went for a walk and my knees hurt so bad that I'm like, no, that's true. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Anyway, point being the, the fun things you have to look forward to in your F word years. The biggest thing is, uh, I think you just got to go at it without any pride. Yeah. I was like, seriously. Yeah. My buddy called me up. He's like, I'm getting a colonoscopy. And it was one of those things. I was like, yeah, I should probably do that too. So, so speaking of that, um, we're going to kick off today's episode and, uh, we're going to talk about, uh, well, first off next week, we got a busy little week going. Well, let me tell you about our week. Well, first off, it's our 21st anniversary. 21st. We will be of legal drinking age marriage. Marriage. Yeah. Does that work? I don't know. I don't know if that levels you up. Yeah. I don't know. But But uh, anyway, the QB, this is a big week. One of our favorite weeks in our house, um, is the QB is leveling up. So it's five, four, three, two. One level up, level up, yeah. yeah. So I will be turning forty six this year. So I milk was a horrible choice. Yeah, it was. <laughs> but I will tell you, it has definitely been a bit of a introspective moment of feeling like okay, like you know, forty was definitely a big turn. Okay, you know, it's def you're you're in that. Stage. Well, it was like before you turned forty. I remember we you're, talk- you're always kind of the same age. I feel like yeah. Well, and I remember before you turned forty, we talked forever, and we're like, okay, we're gonna have a big party, and we are gonna have one of these parties one one of these years. But we wanted to have a mechanical bowl. We've a, talked about that and a mariachi mariachi band. band, and I mean, we're gonna have like. The taco bar to end taco bars. Also, I do want to say, and I want those little like you know how they hang the little like yeah the, things across the street yeah. with the you know like in cocoa. Yes, yeah, yeah like it's the, gonna be the huge. Cut paper still, and you have to dress up for it because if not, then you're a loser. Still, hands down, one of my biggest regrets was when I was asked to play in a mariachi yeah. band, and I said I was too busy for work, which I was really busy, but. Now you look back. Yeah. Now I look back and that's a missed opportunity. And man, that, yeah. that would have been a but great story. Anyway, so we had this big plan for the QB's 40th and then it got like six months out and he was like, I think I need to be alone. I'm like, I think I just want to be alone for this. Yeah. And then last year was another pivotal. That was 45, 45. and our 20th anniversary. So we were down in Mexico. Yeah, I don't feel like that's a horrible way to bring in being 45. But that was the biggest disaster because we booked the trip and... No, no, we even said before, we're like, how come we've never gone for our anniversary... On a trip. Or like Mother's Day, birthday, like that. Why have we never done that in May? And we booked it last year and it was... Yeah, we learned our Every, lesson. Everything that could have possibly been scheduled for our kids was scheduled in yes. that like two and a half weeks. We yeah. moved it twice. Yeah, it just, and yeah. it was the kind of deal. So we were like, yeah, never done <laughs> in May. It's either got to happen in April or it's got to happen June. in June. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so, we learn. Anyway, uh, 45 was awesome. It was kind of one of those pivotal things. But then turning 46 has been one of those moments of like, you're all of a sudden going, okay, I got a few more gray hairs in the beard. And uh, you don't feel that way, but, uh, you know. I love that you said the beard because there's not a lot of head hair. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And uh, there's a reason for that, but uh, it, it definitely is more of a slide toward 50. And it's definitely very introspective of sitting there saying like, okay, I'm I'm starting to, starting to look at and feel it a little bit, which is kind of a... A, a sobering feeling emotionally and probably maturity wise. I'm still probably 17, but <laughs> yeah, until you get around them and then you're like, wait, no, 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 no. no, no, no. no. I'd say, I'd say 28. Cause what that? was it the other day that you're like, I just don't like it. Cause it's too loud. <laughs> it was something yesterday. And I was like, Oh, we're at that point. No, we were talking about Metallica. Was it? Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I really like Metallica. I mean, Master of Puppets, I think, is one of the better albums of all time. But I'm like, it's just so loud. All That's the what it was. Through. So when you said it, I just was like, okay. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about leveling up. Because I feel like at this age, either if you are looking to step in, just dabble your toes into the F word nation, or if you're in the F word nation and you're like, wow, I'm really getting into the F word nation or or you're you're stepping out of it, or if you're out of it, I think there's a point. So, um, that everybody kind of was like, eh, we're not going to talk about my birthday. And it's one that at work, I constantly, we can see when people's birthdays are. So I, have made it a point just to be like, Hey, I like want to make it big in everything I do that is people's birthdays. And I get this all the time of, yeah, we're not going to talk about it. Like it's just not happening. Or and I was like, well, it's funny because uh, I'm pretty sure your driver's license tells a different story. <laughs> or also we're not going to do anything. Yeah. And so um, it's one of those that you look at like a little kid. Right. And I feel like they are stoked beyond stoked about their birthday. I I think our son has been asking for the last like three months. It's like two days after his birthday, he's planning the next year. And so I know that part of that wears off, but I mean, what is it that, you know, obviously we're getting longer in the tooth, but where's that excitement? You know, a little bit of like, Hey, I feel like more of your birthday than an age. Let's celebrate you. Let's make it huge. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. I'm 100% He's in. like, yeah, Friday, baby. <laughs> so we wanted to start off. So we are going to talk about leveling up, but I wanted to start off with some facts because we talk a lot about living your best life, but I, you know, I feel like being that we're going to celebrate the QB this week, um, great opportunity for you guys, stuff that we might not necessarily talk about in here. Just a few things that you might not know about the QB. Are you nervous? Uh, slightly. <laughs> I, I'm a little afraid what you may have written down. Yeah. So um, I went through, I even asked some of our kids and they thought it was super fun. They got all excited. They're like, oh, I got ideas. Okay. So the first and four, the first one out of the bat is um, Quinn is seen a UFO. So one for sure. Do tell. <laughs> okay. One for sure. Two maybe. Okay. Okay. So the one that I did see was in South America and I was standing out in the middle of nowhere on a country road with my buddy 
and we were waiting. We actually had him on. Yeah. Yeah. Corey Holker. Corey yeah. Holker. Yeah. And uh, we looked up to the horizon and all of a sudden this big giant glowing orb was on the horizon. Okay. And within a, like, like a snap, it was on the other side of the horizon and it kept going back and forth. And there are multiple people that saw this and you always roll your eyes every time. I, I I'm see not this. rolling. I'm looking right at you. <laughs> but I am telling I'm you. <laughs> It was in the papers. It was a big deal. And well, if it's in the news, it yeah. means it's real. And so when we got in the cab and we were driving back, the cab driver was freaking out. And he was like, do you guys see this UFO? And so that was my first UFO sighting. Would you like to know the second? Yeah, let's hear it. I mean, there. Now, let's now, go all in. Now that I'm, uh, I'm completely uh, blowing up any chances of working for the federal government. <laughs> I've yeah. already worked for the federal government. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, number two was uh, we backpacked way into Canyonlands, and my buddy and I were sitting out on, it was like two in the morning. This is when I used to be able to stay up past nine o'clock. And we were just- 9.30. We were just philosophizing about life. And so off on the horizon, and just so you guys know, as far as you can see, was National Park. So there's nothing out there. And uh, we were just sitting there hanging out, and then we saw a giant beam of light ascend from the ground straight up to the heavens. And then just, was it the Luxor? No, it oh, was okay. not the Luxor. <laughs> and then just go boom, and it was gone. So anyway, those my those are my two UFOs. I'm not gonna uh, deny it. That's that's what I saw. Mock me if you will. We we'll just call you Mulder. Okay. Fox Mulder. Fox Mulder's always right. And have I told you my theory? We, we've been watching X-Files with our oldest and, and we have this argument because my daughter and I, we think Scully is just, she is a boss lady. Like, I mean, she gets it done and, and, but like they always fight Mike Mulder Scully and Scully. Lacks faith. Well, she comes around, she comes around well, and she I, loves Mulder. I'm just saying, I, I, I thoroughly believe now, this one isn't so concrete in my belief, but I may not be wrong on this, is my buddies and I in college decided that the X-Files were the government's way of releasing confidential <laughs> information. So when they're like, you lied to us, they're like, no, no. Did it's you watch X-Files? Fox Mulder? Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, moving on. <clears throat> that might not be the last alien thing. But up next was Quinn... We've talked about Quinn playing hockey all growing up and playing college hockey. But a lot of people don't know that Quinn played the trumpet in marching band. Yeah, fourth grade all the way through. It's kind of a big deal. Yeah. I, I have medals. He did. And, 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 well, I didn't only just play in marching band. My, uh, with I, your, your plume my in plume, your hat. My, yeah. my, my feather plume and my yeah. polyester outfit. But uh, my uh, jazz band from my high school, we won state. There you go. Kind of a big deal state champion right here. So in college, um, with Quinn's college band, they'd be playing like these big venues for like thousands of people. You well, know? I, I used to play trumpet on songs. Yeah, you play trumpet. Yeah. So he would open it up and they would always tease him on stage because in his case, he still has all these medals from marching band and well, jazz band. They were jazz band, concert band, all of that. I love how you mock it, but let me tell you, there's, you know, the whole theory of like patting your head and rubbing your stomach. Try, try, no, try I, walking around in formation, trying not to knock your front teeth out. Yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. one time though, we pissed off our, our band director so bad. He made us run sprints on the track, but all of us were 
mainly did track, so it wasn't that bad, but it was... Uh, Do you have to run with your trumpet? No. Oh, I was like, that would get awkward. No. Especially and I if will you had say, the tuba. I will say, though, like the school I went to growing up, like half of it was condemned. And so our uniforms were like from, I think, like 68. So there was some serious jungle funk to that polyester. Like it was it was rough when you put them on. This is, yeah, and then, this predates for So breeze. this moves into the next one is Quinn graduated high school with 48 kids. And they were like, I think like 46 of them were straight Norwegian. Like we're talking Viking blood. Yeah. If, like, if you've watched the last kingdom or you watch Vikings. And they all have like, what were some of their names? Like Ozard. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was like legit, like Viking, like good people. Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's good people. Like, yeah. yeah. And so you said that like, if it was like, the marching band during um, football season. Like a lot of times in order to have the marching band play, the football players would have to come out in their uniforms and march at halftime. Like they would be <laughs> in their football gear playing at the same time. Yeah. And the cows would be hanging their heads over the back of the fence, like watching. Yeah. And so Quinn's high school, which I know, I, I think now you tell, you know, we tell our kids this, but I even thought it was weird. I grew up out West, but Quinn, when I first saw his high school, he's like, yeah, it wasn't until my senior year that like you could bring your shotgun and put it in your locker. Oh yeah. It wasn't, and I was like, what? It wasn't weird to either have a gun in your, in your vehicle or people would put them in their football lockers after deer hunting. So they wouldn't get like stolen or anything out of a car. Not that anybody stole any stuff because everybody's keys were in their car, but yeah. Yeah. And so that to me was just like, I know it was my senior year. You had to check it in with the principal or you let, had to leave it in your car. Yeah. And so my senior year is when call mine happened. So well, that is a little I'm bit a of few a few years older than you. Yeah. A little, little bit. But anyway, so Crane graduated 48 kids and you went from, which is so cool. So I enjoy going to Quinn's high school reunions a ton because the fun part of it is you'll sit there and you'll be talking to people and they like, they, they'll be telling stories about how Quinn threw up in kindergarten. Yeah, I was in kindergarten and, uh, you threw up on I, Bob well, I, Haig. I threw up on Bob Haig. And so he moved over and sat next to Gannon. And nobody wanted to sit for by you for a few years because yeah. they were like, you threw up on us. Yeah. Yeah. It was a one and done deal too. Yeah. But you, they held it over you all through. <laughs> and then there was like someone, what grade did they come? Like fourth grade and they were the new kid yeah. all through high school. Yeah. It was Sarah Carter and Jeff Nelson were the new kids. They came in in fourth grade. Yeah. And it's like, even enough, his school was small enough that like they had an exchange student that came that my kids know the poem that they exchanged. Oh no, with. he was, he, he, he was, he was a Cambodian refugee. Oh, I thought he was an exchange no, student. No, his yeah. haiku. Of, his I, haiku. Like you, I, I you, know eat chicken. I know eat rice. I cry. I cry. I cry. Yeah. So my kids repeat it whenever <laughs> we eat rice. So it was a magical experience. Yeah. So it was um, definitely a unique situation where Quinn grew up. Um, and imagine now it's not anywhere near. No, now it's it's big. It, it's yeah. big, but like when it was, I mean. Obviously, I met Quinn later on, but it was still a small town. Did I mention my junior high and high school were all combined in the same building? Yeah. Yeah, that was it, terrifying. And it, it, the little <laughs> town where he uh, went to high school looked like where they filmed What's Eating Gr uh, Gilbert Grape. But that would have been bigger. That was actually Boone where they filmed that. So 
That's a bigger town than where I grew up. Yeah. So I'm just, I'm just saying, just imagine that. So that was amazing. 48 kids. We all can't grow up in a tourist destination. Yeah. And it was like when I, we went and toured your school the first time the bus driver came up, I was like, Quinn Brown, is that you? I remember when you would eat cereal on the, and it was just like, sat down with me for an hour and told stories about when Quinn was like little Quinn. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, what's it's, better than I that? Mean, I think Kevin Costner said it best when he said, is this heaven? No, it's Iowa. Yeah. 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 So that. yeah. Other fact, Quinn grew up in Iowa. You spent, yeah. Um, okay. Next one, going back to aliens. Are you oh, ready? Yeah. Yeah. Quinn's like, Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm being celebrated and roasted at the same time, which is okay. No, these yeah. are, these are things that make you, you. Yes. So Quinn, Quinn firmly like without a doubt believes the aliens built the pyramid. Okay. Let me back this up enough that like our kids started repeating it. And I was like, okay, Hey, now <laughs> let me back this up. Let's explain. I'm not saying the aliens necessarily built the pyramids. I'm saying they very well could have had technology. If we're going with the, you know, the Anunnaki who came down and bestowed knowledge to the ancient Mesopotamians. Okay. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> advanced advanced civilizations okay one day you'll know that you're wrong in your thought process yeah anyway but it's the kind of deal that it's like i one of the times i heard our kids telling the friends like they were like six they're like did you know the aliens built a pyramid i was like all right this is a theory yes (laughs) yeah but he yeah it is one he will argue it he loves Ancient aliens. Oh yeah, that's like I, your I don't, show. I don't get to watch a lot of TV, although I have been getting caught up on Last Kingdom, which has been fantastic. But because uh, I was sick, I got the I got the stomach juju. But uh, I usually my default go to is Ancient Aliens or yeah. Expedition Unknown. And what's that one? The, the Expedition Unknown. No, the Ghost Island. Oh 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 oh! That is uh, Curse of Oak Island. Yeah, Curse yeah. of Oak Island. They're gonna find it. I, I mean, it's like season six and you're like, they haven't found it's much of anything. they want to keep you on the... I know. Yeah. It's because they don't have anything. All right. Anyway, we're moving on. I think that's it on aliens. Yeah. But the, the kids were like, this needs to be said. Okay. So one thing about Quinn that a lot of people don't know is he really likes to bake. And he is really good at baking and like way better. Like I always tell people, I'm like, if our kids want to eat something delicious, like 95% of the time, it's going to come from their dad. Like it's me. I'm like, I'll slap together a sandwich. So when Quinn and I were first married, we decided that we were going to have like a potluck. Where is the meat luck? Uh, we had a meat luck. We did have a meat luck where you could only bring meat. So I feel and I like, think like one of the ladies was like, I'm bringing salad because I don't, you know, like we need something else. But, but we had a fantastic meat luck. But I think we had like this party and it was like Quinn and I started trash talking and y'all know I'm a little competitive. So Quinn was like, yeah, I'm going to make a lemon meringue pie from scratch. And he had all these things. And I just like, you know, being newly married, I was super threatened. I was like, you're threatening my womanhood. Like I should be good at this. This had nothing to do with ovaries. I think I've said it before where I I feel like every man can possess one solid gay quality. And mine is 
baking. Like I, I love you own it, and it. Was, I love to bake. Yeah, I don't know if that's a gay quality or not, but I love to bake. And that's gay. <laughs> he loves to bake. You do love the gays too. Yeah, yes, I all of it. Yeah. yeah, but anyway, is um, yeah. And so this, this party, I remember he was in there and then I walked out, you know, I made just, you know, basic brownies or something out of a oh, mix. Boring lighting. Oh, boring. <laughs> and Quinn had like his perfect meringue and he had like shaved like lemon slices on or uh, like zest, thank zest you whatever much. it is. And so at that point I was like, I am going to just say defeat and like totally, you know, it, it is one that I absolutely love about him. It's like, I'm a very basic person, but Quinn will just have a, like, you know, um, during the day he'll be like, I feel like we need to have jambalaya for dinner. And then he'll go to the store and it's just like this amazing See, dinner. The problem with baking though is, I well, love, this is That's cooking, but baking. Yeah, I, I love to bake, but, uh, I try and eat pretty healthy and uh, my body almost has a, when I see like baked goods, I'm talking like a good cinnamon roll. My body almost has instinctual like sexual attraction. <laughs> like it's the same urge. It's like you, whenever you it, say it, talk about it, Cinnabon, like yeah. you walk into the gas is, station the, that has it. You're like, <sighs> it is the same urge of, of it. If, if it's uh if it's Saturday night, mothers put the children to bed. Mother, <laughs> no, but I'm saying like when I see a good baked good, I'm I'm down with the cause. Like it, it they're serious. Yeah. It's like Jezebel bathing on the uh, bathroom or Bathsheba. Yeah, I should say bathing on the rooftop and David looking down. I mean, I, that's a baked good. Yeah, I see yeah. a baked good and uh, I, I I want it. And so yeah. anyway, uh, it's it's a curse too because I love to not only cook it but partake in it. And so I have I have I've limited my uh, baked good. Yeah, so we we don't have it's not very often. I used to make banana bread like every two. Oh three yeah, days. and it was like for years at work they would be like, "We're gonna have a potluck. What do you want to bring?" And every time I would sign up for uh, banana bread, and then I would come home and I'd be like, "Um, babe, can you make that really good banana bread?" And then every once in a while he would bake some and be like, "Hey, go get this to your coworker." <laughs> so it was totally funny. But other thing about baked goods with Quinn is he absolutely hates warm brownies or warm cookies. Yeah. Put them in the freezer. Yeah. So if there's like a cookie, he'll go stick it in the freezer and yeah. So I don't know very many people that do that. Maybe there is a lot more people out there. I don't know. Disgusting. Yeah. All right. Next one. I think this is the most shocking and I did not realize how crazy this was. I still don't think it's all that weird. Yeah. Well, <laughs> anyway, I was at a book club in my neighborhood and I don't even know how it came up, but I just said something and everybody was like, wait, what? And they stopped and looked and they're like, explain. So the first 15 years of our marriage until Quinn got a minky blanket. Okay. And if you don't know minky, it's more like a Utah thing, but it is like the soft. It's like sleeping with a giant cat pelt. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, they're so soft and, and warm and heavy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but first 15 years of our marriage, Quinn would sleep in a mummy bag in our bed. Sometimes it was zipped up. Sometimes And the best wasn't. is like, they would be like, nice, well, it was it, a nice it, down bag. Yeah. And they would always say like, 
well, okay, first off, why? And so Quinn's argument would always be like, like right off the get go when I was like, this is weird. Why are you in a sleeping bag? He's like, this is a $300, $400 sleeping bag. How much did you pay for that? Like comforter. And I'd be like, I don't know. And he's like, you didn't spend that much. This is great. And then they're like, well, what about, you know, if there's, you know, like some like, hey. And I was like, that's where you just would look at me and say, are you in or are you out? And if I was like, I think I'm out tonight, you'd be like, okay, like zip it up or, you know, whatever. And so I guess like it was just one of those that I was like, I didn't think it was that like weird. I still don't think it's all that weird. Yeah, but I mean, it is the kind of deal that I told it at one book club. And then I would like for like a year and a half, every outing I went to, people would be like, tell his story about your husband in the sleepy back. And so legitimately 15 years. Okay, to my defense, um, Lewis and Clark on their expedition. To your defense. (laughs) To my defense. I think it was, I can't remember which one committed suicide, but whichever one went on, let's say for sake of time, it was Lewis. Someone's going to fact check me on this, but whatever. He went back to be the uh, mayor uh, or the governor of Louisiana. Governor. Okay. So when he came back from their expedition, he, after that, he could no longer sleep in a bed. He always slept on the floor. You slept in a bed all through college. No, I'm just saying, but I also was pretty transient and all over, tons of backpacking. True. And, Quinn uh, did spend a summer um, for a month in Moab. Yeah, somewhere around By there. yourself. Yeah. Running around. Yeah, yeah, with very much. little clothing. Yeah. So, point being, well, we squatted up uh, Potash Canyon. Yeah, it was awesome. Climbed, hung out. A good, good crew of people we met down there. It was a lot of fun. You can't do it anymore. Yeah. So, we- but I'm just saying, just like Lewis, I had spent so much time sleeping in a sleeping bag that I felt so it was like being swaddled, but with down. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't think it was that crazy till I brought it up, and then literally it was you know, over and over, but Quinn has this dream in her backyard to build like this little platform. So no like animals. Cause we live like, you know, it's, it's kind of out in the I'm country. I'm not as worried about getting eaten as I am just about like just do and being on yeah. the ground and being So cold. he wants to build this platform for the only purpose that during the summer, cause we do get like that. We're, we're up in the mountains, kind of get that breeze. He's like, I think uh, I'm going to build that platform and then I'm going to spend most of the summer just sleeping outside on the platform. I do it sometimes. Yeah. Every once in a while we can't find him and he'll be in the backyard just sleeping in a sleeping bag. It happens all the time. It's pleasantly nice out there. Yeah. Or I'll put the hammock up. Yeah. So when Quinn and I were like talking about getting married... This is the thing you got to understand. See, and I feel are you like, going to go back to Peter Pan? No, I feel, <laughs> a little bit. We are condensing 46 years. And yeah. uh, I, I will say um, probably my effort years, I've become much more domesticated and much more used to uh, fine linens. And it took a while to break me. Yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, here he is. But I will allow the platform. I think it's a great idea. I do too. Yeah. The neighbors might be looking over the fence. Well, like, and I get up and it's still dark too. So that's it's not true. Like that's the, true. You'd be up with the sun and that, and then we can turn the sprinklers on as a prank. See, that's the other thing. If I'm up in the platform, I wouldn't get hit with the sprinklers. Yeah, true. Yeah. All right. So when Quinn and I were talking about getting married, we were looking for a place to like move in together. And 
I mean, this is, he was dead serious, like dead serious enough that he like told my mom, my parents, like this was the plan. They, they were not a fan of the plan. Yeah. So he was like, this is what we're going to do. Well, for my defense, first off, it was very pragmatic. And I was also coming off of living (laughs) in a storage unit, but that's a story for a different time. That might've been one of them. So we'll go back to the storage unit. We'll go back. But anyway, so Quinn um, tried to convince me that we were going to go buy like a canvas tent, like an army tent. Yeah, and the kind you could put the pot belly stove in. Yeah, and we were going to... I would I would call it glamping. We were going to squat. No, it would, it would, squat is such a, such a... Well, I would say glamping for free. Yeah, well, it, it was okay. So he was like, we're going to go. You said squat. That was your term back then in the canyon the first summer we were married. And he and I was like, well, where are we going to shower? Like, what? what is this? Because there's no running shower. water. No, Yeah. And you said we could go to the student center. Yeah. Yeah. So this was his big plan. So that was my first rodeo showering at the student center. Yeah. But to Quinn's defense... He did live in a storage unit with his band in college and they ran. Was it well, across what, the street? No. Okay. What happened was, okay. We were, <laughs> we're letting all your secrets out. I swear. I'm not, I swear I'm somewhat not feral. You were very wild and that was what made you you. Okay. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> we couldn't find a place. And we were like, so we had the storage unit that we jammed in. Then I think you paid $36 or something like a month. Yeah. And it was like a full-size storage unit. We carpeted the walls and that's where we'd have band practice, but they killed the power at 10. So we were in there and we're like, well, we, you know, our, we were, we were still looking for a house. We're <laughs> like, well, we'll just live in the storage unit. I mean, we got couches in there cause we'd go there and just hang out and, you know, play music and chill. It was awesome. So you're any, hippie den. Yeah. And so anyway, they kill the power at 10 to the storage units, but there was a farmhouse that was, we had enough extension cord from with the band gear that we could run an extension cord. Did you have like the token person that had to like run across yeah. and like yeah. plug it in? So we had the extension cord. So we, we would plug it in at this barn. And then uh, I think somebody found our uh, orange breadcrumb trail and the police (laughs) followed it all the way to the, and they rap, tap, tap, tap. And we were all watching a movie in there and had a fan going and stuff. And so we roll up because we think it's our buddies or chicks or whatever coming over to visit. And uh, we roll up our our front door, (laughs) if you will. And it's it's the uh, law enforcement's finest. And they were like, do you guys live in here? We're like, no, no, never, never. Why? Who would well, live in we here? got evicted. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so that doesn't just end your hippie days. So Quinn would go to fish concerts and he would, um, so going back to the solar shower, right. Um, he would sell showers. Yeah. Like, cause you'd be in the parking lot. It'd be super hot middle of summer. You fill that thing up, let it warm up and you sell showers for five bucks a shower and all fun and games Tell all the dudes drop their pants. And yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. Not a lot cool. of wieners. So that, that, that ended our shower idea. Yeah. And then Quinn, um, so fun fact, he is a huge dead fan and in college he was literally on the verge of dropping out to just go on tour. Spring tour, baby. Yeah. 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 We started it. Yeah. But, uh, 
Yeah. Probably made a good decision there. Yeah. I think so. So you did definitely. Yeah. You, you were a little feral. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So Quinn speaks fluently in Spanish. Yeah. C. C. <laughs> wow. They are just blown away with. Yeah. But Quinn, when he. So I can't really speak Spanish. I mean, I know enough but I can understand about 80% of a conversation. So if Quinn's speaking Spanish, I can get it. And he is a funny person, but like when he speaks Spanish, I don't know what it does to like his sense of humor, but he is like really funny in Spanish. Yeah. I <laughs> I don't know what it is, uh, well, I think, and, and, but they like love him. I, I, here's the deal. I Queen? Think, <laughs> Queen? No, it's como renas, como rey. Me llamo Quinn. They always, when they try to say Quinn, they're like, Queen? And I'm always like, it's not like Queen. It's not like, it's, it's like a king. It's, it's manly. It's, yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I think partially part of that has to do with the fact that uh, probably in English, you know, you feel a little bit more reserved yeah. and, you know, maybe probably uh possibly more judged by the things you may or may not say so uh in spanish i think it's like getting past the uh getting past your better judgment part of your brain and so it just goes yeah and, uh, and we'll be like at a resort and quinn will be like hey i'm gonna run to the restroom and like an hour and a half, he comes back and he has met everybody. They like knows their life story, where they're from. And every time it blows them away, because they're like, this super white guy can speak perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, really fun to hear him speak in Spanish. Um, the kids came up with this one. So Quinn, like, he he sold this to me and he also did this to the kids, but he told us before I'd ever watched this, he was like, the dark crystal is one of the finest pieces of like cinematic work. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. And he was like, before I watched it, he like built it up. Yeah, some may think that the Muppets and Jim Henson, his work with that was good, but uh, I'm going to have to say the dark crystal, the parable therein and just the, uh, the whole thing. Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah, I but I mean, here's it. Like, I could, <laughs> I like could move past it because you were like, "This is the best movie ever," and then I'm watching it, being like, "I think I've seen some good." I I think I would have approached it, being like, "Yeah, that was a good movie," but the fact that it was like, "This is the best." That, that's cute. You're wrong. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> anyway, so um, so Quinn also is if you ask Quinn. He's all in. If you ask him to do something, he'll usually like up the ante. And so our daughter was in fifth grade. This is one that she threw out there is that he has and no. I don't know. We may have told this story. So we yeah. apologize. If we yeah. Have. But I mean, he has no issue. Like if you're like, hey, can you do this? He's like, yeah, better yet. I'm going to up the ante. So I asked him, I was like, hey, can you come play a song for this like assembly for this fundraiser? And her daughter was in fifth grade and he was like, only if I can wear the Eagle outfit, the mascot uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And so he came and it was like one of the most traumatic moments of our daughter's life was you up there in the Eagle outfit. It was, was definitely cut for like a five, four woman. Yeah. 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 It was a little scandalous <laughs> for elementary school, but um, yeah, you'll love to do it. Like his band in college, 
like dress ups were huge. Like you guys went as the women in red one year. Well, yeah. And then we got a bunch of mascot uniforms. Oh and, yeah. Uh, oh, I got to tell the bill house story. <laughs> and anyway, we had, I don't know how we got them. I think my brother like got them from a bunch of people. We were doing a bunch. So we had been interviewed by this radio station for this gig that was coming up. And when we were walking out, we saw they had this chicken outfit in the back. And my brother's like, well, what's that? And they're like, well, we used to do this chicken thing. We don't do it anymore. And he's like, can we borrow the chicken outfit? So he was like, yeah. So kind of like the Flaming Lips do it. I'd like to say we did it long before the Flaming Lips. But uh, they'll get a bunch of people and have them dance. Her name is Boshiba. Yeah. <laughs> she has a black belt in karate. Yeah. So they, they would pull people from the audience or whatever and have them go get in mascot uniforms and kind of dance around the stage. So we do the same thing. So my buddy, Bill Howe, who uh, roadied for the band, he, uh, he decided to get in this chicken outfit we were playing this huge gig. And so these ladies kept jumping on stage and dancing with the mascots. And you couldn't see out of it, yeah, right? The beak, it was like this giant, like probably two and a half foot long foam beak. And you really couldn't see out of it. <laughs> so anyway, we're up there playing and, this uh, dude jumps up on stage and our buddy Bill can't tell that it's a dude. And But like the rest of the band can't. The, yeah, we can see what's going and on. And this dude starts so, grinding, right? Yeah, starts grinding on our buddy Bill who's in the chicken outfit. And Bill can't see out. Well, of and you guys did what only good friends would do. And you we decided to extend the song. The oh, song. Yeah, we had and a serious just, jam session. Like. 10 minutes yeah. in, you know? And so anyway, the, way, the best way, the way Bill told it is uh, he was sitting there and he was like, man, I wonder how hot this chick is and all of that. So he, and I think he was even like spanking. Yeah, the yeah, bum. yeah, yeah, it was, it was good stuff. So he opens up the foam beak and puts it over the dude's head. And he just, he, he said it was the way he explained it was like, that was the only way to see the face was to like open the beak <laughs> and then shove it over and the dude's head. He said it was just this drunk dude with the beard that was like, Hey man. And so we saw the, whole, <laughs> we saw the whole thing happen and he runs off. You guys stage. saw feathers like yeah. flying through the air. It just, just like wings so like going. He up. goes tearing off the stage and anyway, concerts over and he's just sitting in the back and we're like, Hey dude, you want to help wind up cables or whatever? He's like, no. And we're like, why? He's like, screw you guys because of you all. I'm a gay chicken. Okay. <laughs> How do you think I feel? Yeah. He's like, I am a gay chicken. So yeah. anyway, yeah. That was, so mascots. Yeah. Mascots. I, I've never been a gay chicken, but you know, yeah, I have, I have worn many a mascot uniform. Yeah. But I will say a lot of Quinn's friends, especially in college, they would be like every kind of crazy idea story. They'd be like, yeah, I never imagined that I would do something like that. And it would always come back to be like, it, it it was Brown's idea. Like every time. Yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So the last one is, is we tease Quinn about this is he, I feel like he gets on his high pedestal and his nose is so high in the air that he can't see us. Cause he always says that he has perfect taste in music. You said it. It's on the record. It's on the record. It's, it's on the but record. But it's the kind of deal, like, sometimes there's no rhyme or reason. Like, it's like, we will argue. So if you come spend time with our family, like, Quinn loves, like, David Bowie. He loves Prince, all of that. But then he'll argue that he hates, like, The Cure because they wear eyeliner. Explain that one. Easy. 
I don't even think I need to explain it. You, you just you just compared like David Bowie to The Cure. I didn't say it was the same music. You just said you didn't like The Cure because they were like David Bo- or okay. Let me just explain. Bowie. David Bowie, he's Starman. Okay, he's Ziggy Stardust. He's not even from here. He doesn't adapt to our culture. He doesn't know. Right? Did he help with the pyramids? No, he did not help with the pyramids, <laughs> Megan. That happened way before David Bowie. Oh, okay. But here's my point, though. Okay. There's a difference between that and being emu, like a large bird that wears <laughs> eyeliner, okay? Yeah. Of going like, I'm so, so depressed and everything. So tomorrow, but like uh, Friday, I, I'm i in love past the uh, Aquanet, Right. Compare that to Starman. Come on. I'm just saying. Come on. Whenever we bring it up, you're like, they wear eyeliner. And I'm like, anyway, so Quinn, there it is. These are some of just, I mean, like I said, we could go on and on and on, but these are some random facts. But Megan thought with it being my uh, Felice Cumplion. Yeah. Yeah, With that coming up. Look at you speaking Spanish. Yeah. Coming up this week that uh, she thought, she's like, you know what? You should tell little bit about yourself or I should share some stories. I'm like, yeah, you're like, some of those are for the vault. Some of those are for the vault. And guys, we could do like probably another five episodes with just stories. But anyway, let's talk about leveling up. Let's bring it back to now we know Quinn's 46. He's lived some amazingly awesome years in his life. Okay. So that's one thing that I wanted to talk about is I think we look at birthdays with getting older and, uh, and almost like a a sense of dread or sense of depression. But I really wanted to look at it and say, man, I mean, you can look at it two ways of, I, I feel so blessed that I've been able to do all the things that I've been able to do, you know, from whatever to, you know, having a family, watching my kids grow up to trying, trying consistently to live my best life um, be, and be unapolo- unapologetically myself, just like I did when I was younger. Um, I, I really, really. With a sleeping bag. With a sleeping bag. Yeah. I, I don't have to justify it. You don't. Which, by the way, I've been reading the four. Uh, oh, pillars. Man, not the four pillars. The. Anyway, I'll, we'll talk about it in a podcast because it's really good. But anyway, the only w- reason you think it's weird is because you perceive it as weird, not me. I, <laughs> the four I, didn't, co- I, didn't, I didn't think it was weird until I was at book club and everybody was like, it the was four, like... The four commitments, okay? So I want to... So there's two things is you can look at your birthday as going, man, I've lived an incredible life to date and I have a lot of life left to enjoy. And man, if I've if I've had so many unique experiences. And I I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, your life is a box of stories, like fill it up. Right. Like, and sometimes the crazier, the better It's like our daughter works at a um, haunted house, haunted house. And she has for being that she was like 14 had some crazy stories. She's like, I don't know if I really want to do that again, but we're like, but you'll always remember yeah. it, right? You have that in your box. Or I think you hit you hit a birthday and I've been there too, um, where you're like, man, I haven't done anything. Okay. You might feel that way about your life well, or you might feel that way about the past year. Like, you know, I just survived, which is, I think we all have years where we're like, I just survived. Yeah. Which is totally normal. And instead of looking at your birthday as dreading it, I think it's great to look at it as a reset. So you can either A, be like, wow, that was a great year. 
or B, go like, hey, you know what? This is a chance for me to reset and get in a better situation. Yeah. So last year, um, just kind of a story. It was my my 41st birthday. Um, Quinn and one of the girls that I managed the workout studio that I work out with, um, they decided that they were going to come up with all these stories kind of similar to what we did with Quinn. But I mean, you guys, it was crazy. I mean, Quinn even had some embarrassing stories in there. <laughs> like what, Megan? Yeah. We'll just say, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to go. But anyway, so long story short was it was really awesome. It was fun because it shared it with a lot of people that I spend my day, day in and day out with, with clients and that. But one of the girls that worked for me, um, near and dear my heart, I remember we talked after and she was, I think she was 23, just turned 24. And she was like, she walked away being in her twenties and was so like depressed. She even reached out and she's like, I realized you've done all these things and I haven't done anything. And I, and I, you know, one of the things I stopped and I was like, well, first off you're in your early twenties, but this is the point in your life where, you know, sit down and start making a bucket list. And it doesn't, there's not like an age limit on that. Like, I think that you can sit down if you're like, man, my life's so boring or I'm in you know these F word nations and I'm not really happy with my life, start making a list of things that you want to accomplish, you know, and to do. So the next time when you, that, you know, 365 days later, you're going to come back and be like, Hey, I was able to do this, this last year. And I'm working towards that. Like, you know, things that you're putting in those stories or that adventure or something, because it doesn't, there's not a shelf life. Yeah. And I, and I also think too, um, there is, obviously every year um, from a physical standpoint, no matter how good you try and stay in shape and how well you try and eat and all that, there's going to be a bit of like, Hey, I'm slowing down a little bit, feeling a little old. Uh, You can do your best to combat that. So if you're really feeling sluggish, get after it. Like, you know, set some good fitness goals, get yourself eating clean, get, you know, get after it in that sense. Um, If you're doing all that and you are feeling that way, that's okay too. Like it doesn't mean you have to do things at the same intensity. Yeah, it definitely changes. And it's, it's one that try to embrace and enjoy, you know, life as it is there. Yeah. So for example, let's say, um, let's say mountain biking, right? Let's say you used to rip down this crazy technical, uh, Rocky Hill. And now you're like, you know what? I need to go to work on Monday. So I'm going to get off and walk around that part. That's okay. You're still out doing it. So don't think that just because you scale things back either means that you have to stop or that um, you still can't enjoy it. Oh, for sure. Um, One of the things too is that this is just me coming from the, the fitness side of it is a lot of times I think everybody in the F4 nation at some point it is constantly like, you're like, Hey, I, I want to be better. I'm, you know, working on my diet and all these things. Like we talked about like Quinn and his impure thoughts about baked goods, you know, dude, <laughs> no, but the thing, oh. but the, yeah, but the thing is, is, um, enjoy, like eat the freaking cake on your birthday. Like it is one of those, if you're living your life so rigid and all of that is spend those moments, have those memories. And I always tell people, cause they'll, you know, ask about certain, 
you know, diets or this or that. And I was like, if you're on such a strict diet that you cannot eat a piece of cake at your kid's birthday, you need to rethink your life. True that. You know, and that doesn't mean because the, it resets. So enjoy that and to realize. But Quinn doesn't eat cake, guys. Just fun fact. He, since he was a little kid, it's been cherry pie. So I will be making a cherry pie. I love. For the QB. I love pie. I love pie. I love all pies. I love cherry pie. But you've never had, I think, I love have you ever pie. had a traditional cake? Yeah, I think I did a few times, like maybe one or two times. But I your just, mom just knew from a little, like when you were little that it was not your thing. I, I really don't like frosting. Yeah. That's way too sugary. And uh, But you like cinnamon rolls. Not with a lot of frosting. Oh, that's true. That's true. Like if I make, uh, guys, I have a really good recipe that oh, maybe. Dude, we- what are you talking about? Your cinnamon rolls that you made so many of them that I had like full on <laughs> acne because they were. I mean, he it requires made a, it requires a lot of butter and it it and I think time, I put in like it's a ton twelve of time. hours. Yeah, it's and you put in. Uh, I think it's two and a half cups of mashed potatoes into the yeah. Flour, well, like, and it's the kind of like if Quinn is to make these cinnamon rolls. They are unlike anything I've ever had. Cause like you said, he, he boils the potatoes. He makes the mashed potatoes. He like all of this it, and he will make them. It's been years. Cause we haven't had, there will be every once in a while we'll have it where there's going to be a storm. The, the problem is when I eat them, I look like Ben Stiller at the end of dodgeball <laughs> when he's like <laughs> sitting like all, all ginormous in his apartment. That's kind of how I feel after. Yeah. But it's, it has to have snowed for like, you know, that it's a big snowstorm and you're like, okay, like I have this time I'm stuck at home, but yeah, anyway, it's, it's a process. Okay. So one of the last things I want to talk about just to address, because I feel like it's important. And so I'm going to ask you this question, Megan. That's me. Is there's a lot of people who get depressed on their birthdays about maybe something that happened in the past, maybe um, because what's not happening in, in the future. How do you move away from that? I think a good way of moving away from it is yeah, we've all had those birthdays where you approach and you're like, I am not where I want to be. Like, you know, my 40th birthday was a hard birthday. Like I had, I just had had surgery before it and I just was not like feeling awesome. But I think that part of it is first off, I think it look around and I, we all have things that you can appreciate. Do you know what I mean? And if I look around and, you know, my 40th birthday, recovering from a hysterectomy, all of this, just not feeling, you know, tip top was look around and I'm like, spent my birthday at a cabin with my family and my kids. And I was like, you know what? If I didn't have age, I wouldn't have these kids. You know, I wouldn't have the QB in my life. So, I mean, I think a lot of it is, I think we, a lot of times we'll just focus on the negative And with age, a lot of times it will bring those blessings in your life. You know, if you're like, man, if I just had the same body that I had when I was like 16, well, I mean, what is it that's the biggest things in your life and that you appreciate? And and I mean, fortunately and unfortunate, you have to have some years, some años underneath you to have that. So I think one is focusing on the greatness in your life. Cause it's all there. And then I think the other is looking in the future is if you're not necessarily happy is I'm all about making the list, like making a game plan and don't go over the top, but just look at it and say, okay, 
these are the things I need to work on. And instead of being, being depressed, like have a moment, go in the bathroom, cry about it, come out, whole new person ready to attack the next year and be like, I have 365 days to find myself and be happy with myself. In closing, I think that's fantastic. Well, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do think a lot of people get the uh, birthday blues. Yeah. And it's all there, guys. But yeah. it is one. And I, you can ask Quinn, I get it a lot of times, like leading up. And I told him, I'm like, I don't even know. But that has really helped is looking around saying, man, like I have so much to be grateful for. Yes. I'm not like being able to run around like I was in my 20s, but years bring a lot of greatness to your life. It also brings more financial freedom. So it allows you to go stay yeah. in a nice inclusive yeah, <laughs> resort too. So yeah, that's and, awesome and, and, as well. And if you're that depressed, plan a, a trip to Mexico. Yeah, you'll do all right. Um, lastly, uh, I would say celebrate. Yeah. Okay. So there's the, there's a feeling of like, yeah, well done. I mean, it's like we have an anniversary coming up and we have so much going on, but we're still going to celebrate. Yeah. We're still going to go out. And we, on my birthday, we have my daughter's getting ready for her dance recital. So we're picking her up, dropping her off, doing it. We're still going to celebrate. So even if you can't do it on the day, if there's just too much going on, don't, uh, don't be the martyr. Don't fall on the sword. Don't go, yeah, no, we're, we're good. I mean, celebrate, man. It's another trip around the sun. And uh, the other thing I would say is... Be a good friend to people around you. If you know people are having a birthday, especially if they're struggling, going through some stuff that year, make sure you reach out to them. Make sure you give them a phone call or a text or take them out. Like, Be be that person, right? Because they may be all alone or feeling all alone or having the birthday blues or whatever. So, you know, it, it never hurts to, uh, to do that. Yeah, I agree 100%. So in conclusion, folks, um, when you hear my nasally growly voice in the next uh next week i will have passed that threshold he of, will have moved he level up that's if anybody listens after they know they're <laughs> like wait they're like dude that's one weird dude no he's not and that's the thing is guys if you're looking at it if you really look at yourself i know some of those are like exposing the qb a little bit but um if you look at yourself we all have our fun facts Fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. All right, everybody. Well, hey, thank you all so much for tuning into our 30th episode. Thank you for humoring our birthday banter. And uh, go out there and have yourselves a fantastic week. And for those of you that are parents, hang on. You're going to get through this month. Porte se bien. <laughs>